Welcome back, Giants fans. Week number 12 reaction here. The Giants actually beat the Philadelphia Eagles 13-7. to And whether you wanted to win this game or not, because there are fans that want to actually tank the season and just get people fired or get a better draft pick, either way, you have to feel satisfied that we beat the Eagles and now kind of not knocked them out the playoffs but make it a lot harder for them to make the playoffs and kind of got them back down to earth. And there was a lot of uh, talk about Jalen Hurts having a great second half and the Giants really put a stop to that. A lot of it was Jalen Hurts not playing well himself, but the Giants definitely took advantage of some of his really bad decisions and the bad throws he made. Now, in this game, it was one of those weird games where it's like, I don't know if the Giants deserve to win or deserve to lose because you think about it this way. The Giants won the turnover battle for nothing, and the game came down to the final play. So, like, that's not what you want to see when you win the turnover battle that much. You should win by a lot more points. But you also could look at the flip side and say, well, the Giants played great defense throughout this entire game. They deserve to win. But once again, I mean, look, Jason Garrett or not, the Giants offense did not look that great. With Freddie Kitchens, you saw some things a bit different here. It was more creative. There were more. Some, there were some more um, downfield route concepts from what I've seen on TV. I mean, I want to go back and actually watch this game and, and see like the coach's film and see how it went. But just watching it, you can see there was more of a different variety of routes and less of that you know, curl route nonsense five yards down the field. So Daniel Jones actually did not have a pass attempt. I think he had one maybe um, that was 20 yards or more. So that wasn't what you wanted to see. But I think the offense looked a little better. So maybe we're trending in the right direction. But putting up 13 points when you once again win the turnover battle four to nothing is not what you want to see. So that was a bit disappointing, but I guess things are better and hopefully they trend in the right direction as Freddie Kitchens becomes more comfortable calling the plays. So we'll start with the offense. By the way, as I always try to say, remind you guys, subscribe to the podcast version of this MTN Giants podcast. Leave a five-star review, kind review, all that good stuff. Thank you if you do. Um, all right, so for the offense, winning by six, but winning, uh, winning the turnover battle by this much is not great. I talked about that before. And the thoughts on the Freddie Kitchens offense, I mean, just out the gate, it was like more exciting. We saw that really cool play where it was like a misdirection than like a screen to Evan Engram that picked up 15 yards or so. Like plays like that were cool. We saw a deep shot 50-50 ball to Kenny Galladay. And although it didn't work, it didn't convert, um, I was still happy to see that because, you know, we paid this guy, I don't know how much money it was. I hear the number all the time, but I forget it. But we paid this guy a lot of money, obviously, Kenny Galladay. And his bread and butter is winning those 50-50 balls. And we gave him a shot against his former teammate, Darius Slade, on the right sideline. Didn't work, but still, I like seeing that stuff because the chances of the Giants having a good play out of that is more likely than like them throwing a turnover. Like Chances are Kenny Galladay is going to be interfered with or come down with that ball. This one happened to be incomplete, but hopefully we see more of that you know down the road because Kenny Galladay is a 6'4", 6'5", receiver, and he's great at that. So I want to see more of that stuff going forward. So that was good to see. There were some different plays out there. Like I think there was a lot more screen plays today than I remember in the past. And there was also some bad stuff. We saw a Darius Slayton end around play that lost like 13 yards that killed an entire drive so we saw some of that same crap we saw a lot of like halfback uh, draws um, I feel like one of them may have worked but for the most part they did not work so we saw some of the same stuff but there was enough of a change where it was noticeable so I think Freddie Kitchens right now as I mentioned for me is trending in the right direction so we'll see how it goes I can't you know say a whole bunch of things based on one game uh, Daniel Jones once again didn't have that many deep ball attempts I want to check the next gen stats to make sure I'm not missing anything here so he had one two three four passes above 15 yards and one of them is very borderline so maybe it's three but we'll call it four passes above 15 yards and 
basically he went three for four on those passes. So that wasn't that bad. Like he was efficient. He had that nice play on a deep curl to uh, to Slayton. He had one, once again, on that screen pass, which is not really considered a deep pass. But still, he had the incompletion to Galladay that I mentioned before. What was That was probably like 15, 20 yards downfield. So there were some plays where... They actually took some shots, but it wasn't like anything great. It wasn't like we saw Daniel Jones throw five passes over 20 yards. We didn't see that stuff. So really, it came down to a lot of stuff that was within 20 yards, which was a lot of the same stuff from Jason Garrett. But I do think things will get better and things will be better under Freddie Kitchens because once again, they could not get much worse under Jason Garrett. Um, Daniel Jones's performance today, I want to look at his stats real quick. I don't remember his stats off the top of my head, obviously. He was 19 of 30. 202 yards, 6.7 per completion, one touchdown, no turnovers, a quarterback rating of 94. So, I mean, he pretty much did what he had to do. I wasn't overly impressed. You can kind of say it was a bit underwhelming in, in a way, but um, I thought the offensive line played pretty well, so I can't really blame them for this. I mean, yeah, Daniel Jones just kind of did what he had to do. It was kind of like that... Um, kind of like the Carolina game in a way because like I feel like in the Carolina game he wasn't going above and beyond but he had some really bad circumstances of guys being out and Andrew Thomas not playing in that game and all that stuff and Galladay was out I think Tony was out so this game is a bit different because they have more weapons here but it was similar because like Daniel Jones in that game didn't do a whole lot of wow type stuff and this was kind of the same thing it wasn't like a very impressive game but he did enough and the Giants put up 13 and the de- like the defense won them the game I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it and be like oh well the Giants offense did this and that no the defense is the reason they won this game you know I'd be lying to you guys if I said otherwise so the defense is why they won but Daniel Jones I mean look I wasn't overly impressed today but like it was fine it didn't give me much more confidence but it was nice to see that um, coming off the two interception game and looking like garbage against the Buccaneers so that was definitely the good news Saquon Barkley was 13 of 40 on the ground but 32 of those yards came on one play so let's see how good my math is here so if that came on one play that means Barkley had 12 carries for eight yards on the other carries right or seven eight I don't know but basically he did not have that great of a game outside of that one run we saw that vintage Saquon you know back in the day 2018 2019 broke that that long run down the left sideline 32 yards once again and that looked great but outside of that Barkley didn't really do much I mean the offensive line was not giving him much room to work with there was a couple plays where you know Barkley danced in the backfield for a bit wasn't a fan of that but um, we're still waiting to see that vintage Saquon Barkley and obviously as I said last week hopefully as time goes on and he starts to just you know recover from the injury um, he gets better as I said I thought the offensive line did a pretty good job pass blocking especially run blocking was different I want to go back and watch it of course but it seems like there were not many running holes opening I could be wrong of course I didn't really see the end zone angle we always you know we always saw it was the broadcast angle from the side so you can't really say much about that but just there wasn't like any obvious running holes so I can't really say the offensive line um, was run blocking very well but pass blocking I think they did a pretty good job I think Daniel Jones only sacked one time in this game so that wasn't too bad um, but overall they got to be better I mean you can't really beat teams and score 13 points you can't really go into matchups in this 2021 NFL and and put up you know points in the low teens or even 10 last game against the Buccaneers and expect to win games I know the Giants defense is playing very well recently outside of the last game against Tampa and hopefully that continues but you can't rely on your defense to do all the work for you you have to do something as an offense and I do think once again as time goes on things should get better with Jason Garrett but you can't win games scoring 13 16 15 10 it's not going to happen you might get 
get lucky in some cases like this where the opposing quarterback gives you like uh, three interceptions gifted to you. You might get a fumble from Boston Scott. Like stuff like that happens and you win a turnover battle by a lot. But let's say Philly hypothetically ran the ball every play in this game and the turnovers were not there. Do the Giants still win this game? I mean, they may not because the Giants had a tough time stopping the run. We'll get to that later on the defensive side. But I still think if Philly like didn't have those crucial turnovers, the Giants probably lose this game because think about it. Even before halftime, he threw Jalen Hurts had that terrible interception. Tay Crowder came down with it. Um, he basically threw it right at him. But that was a terrible decision. I forget if that was fourth down or not. It may have been. But they could have went for three there and just, I think, went into halftime either like down one or tied. So, um, you know, Philly kind of made a mistake there, of course, Jalen Hurts especially, but um, they definitely beat themselves. You know, the Giants offense did not that great. They were fine. They didn't turn the ball over. They were a boring offense as usual. But um, just once again, you can't win games scoring somewhere from 10 to 15 or 15 and under, 16 and under. It's it's very tough to, to win games like that, especially in today's NFL. So they got to get better. They got to start averaging, averaging somewhere from 20 to 30 points per game going forward because when you play those tougher offenses going forward, like the um, – I think even the Dolphins had a nice game today. I mean, I know they blocked the punt, but like, you know, playing the Chargers in the future, the the Cowboys and teams like that, you have to put up points. You're not going to beat Dallas putting up 13. You're not going to beat the Chargers putting up 10. You're not going to do that. So the Giants offense at some point in these next couple of games has to hit the ground running because right now what they're doing is just really not that acceptable. And I'm happy Garrett's gone. I think things will get better here, but just right now, at least today, it didn't look that great, so hopefully things do get better um, as Jason Garrett, not Jason Garrett, Freddie Kitchens becomes more acclimated calling the plays. As for the defense, we'll get to that side of the ball now. So Dory Jackson and Darnay Holmes were ruled out with injuries. I think that Holmes had like a chest injury, and I think that Adoree had a quad injury. Adoree, of course, is scary because he's had the injury concerns and injury history in the past with Tennessee, so that one definitely makes us concerned. But I did see Adoree Jackson on the sideline. I'm sure you guys did too if you watched this on TV. He was like, you know, pacing on the sideline, trying to get back in the game. So it's not like it was like a season-ending type thing. Hopefully, like it didn't look that bad. As for, um, you know, Darnay Holmes, it was funny because he intercepted that pass, which was an awful throw, by the way, um, on a post route, I think. And he, you know, undercut it and took it back for like 20 yards or so on the uh, interception return. He got hit pretty hard and he was out the game as well. But like, you know, you saw him like trying to celebrate, but also was like in pain. So that was like a weird combination there. But Darnay Holmes hopefully should be fine. Um, you know, obviously when you're a cornerback, you'd rather be like an upper body injury rather than lower body because if it's your knee or like your ankle or your foot, that's a lot harder to come back from your quad in the Dory Jackson's case. So um, hopefully those guys are back next week. Definitely need them going forward. The defense only allowed 124 passing yards, and Jalen Hurts had 31 attempts. So that's really good, honestly. The Giants' defense, you know, secondary-wise, was awesome. They had some guys playing that like should not be playing, like you know, J.R. Reed and some guy named uh, what was it, Brandon Parker, something Parker. I forget. I forget his name, honestly. Like he, this was his first Giants game. He was a former Cowboy, I believe. So they were playing with some just random dudes in the secondary at some point. But they found a way to make it work. Um, I wanted to credit Aaron Robinson, the third-round rookie. He played well at some points in this game. He had one kind of like it wasn't even a bad moment. It was just like he had this unfortunate moment where Quez Watkins on like the first uh, one of the first drives for Philly made a nice catch on the right sideline against Aaron Robinson. But it was good defense, and I think Robinson was the guy in coverage when Jalen Rager dropped that pass on the left sideline that could have gave Philly the win. So I think Aaron Robinson played well in this game. He had a nice run stop as well. So um, Aaron Robinson, you know, that's definitely a guy I'm looking forward to seeing how he finishes his year 
obviously missed the first half of the year with his injury. So if we can get a good second half out of him, that'll definitely leave us optimistic going forward. And he could be one of those guys that can be a slot corner, outside corner. Um, he can do it all, I feel like. So Aaron Robinson is definitely exciting uh, for us fans going forward. But once again, three interceptions for Hurts in this game. Darnay had one, Tay Crowder, and Xavier McKinney. So those three guys making big plays, of course. They weren't the toughest interceptions. They were kind of right at them, I think. But um, still, I mean, the Giants definitely dropped some interceptions too. I think Julian Love had one that was so easy. It was so easy. I mean, Julian Love had one that was like, you know, tipped off a guy. I think it was on that play on the left sideline to Jalen Rager on the final drive, and it was tipped up in the air, and Julian Love had it and somehow slid right, you know, right through his arms and hit the ground. So that was bad. And I think McKinney had one that was like, it was a tougher play where he kind of had to dive forward, but he had it in his chest and that slipped through as well. So they could have had a lot more interceptions in this game, honestly, but uh, three interceptions, you'll take that any day as a fan. And I will say, look, Jalen Rager and Boston Scott helped the Giants win this game. There's no doubt about it. Like, you want to give credit where credit's due, and I got to give credit to some of the Eagles' offensive weapons for helping us win this game. Jalen Rager had two prime opportunities to win this game for Philly. Of course, that one play that I mentioned three times now, down the left sideline, yes, it was good positioning by Aaron Robinson, but it was a really good throw by Jalen Hurts. And I, it's hard to say that because Hurts looked terrible throwing the ball downfield. Any pass like 15 plus yards, Jalen Hurts looked like me throwing a football, which is not what you want to be. So he looked terrible, but that was the one throw where he put it in the great spot on the outside shoulder. And I think it hit off of uh, Rager's hands, and then it was popped up in the air, and Julian Love dropped the interception. So there was that play, and of course the final play for the Eagles where somehow, like, you know, somehow Jalen Rager gets kind of open, like somewhere right on the goal line, and Aaron Robinson was kind of late reacting to it, and then he has the ball in his hands, and it just like slips through his hands. Like, it was crazy. So Jalen Rager, you know, the former first-round pick, the guy taking over Justin Jefferson, as we like infamously know by now, great news for Giants fans, obviously, because him and Devontae Smith would be a problem. So, um, so the fact that they have Jalen Rager is great for us, obviously. But yeah, he definitely helped us win this game, I must say. And of course, Boston Scott. Now, credit to Dexter Lawrence for knocking that ball out. I think Lawrence was the one who knocked it out, and then it kind of bobbled it and just went right to Julian Love who recovered the fumble so that was a cool play and at that moment I thought the game was over but of course Joe Judge and him being the conservative coach he is decides to run the ball basically three straight times it was two running plays and then one of them the last one was Daniel Jones rolling out to his left and he just slid and let the clock roll so smart play by Daniel Jones there I must say but you know Joe Judge of course no surprise there was being more conservative and gave Philly an extra chance to get the ball back so that was not what you want to see as a fan but Philly did not score on the final drive so everything worked out as it should have. But Joe Judge, of course, you know, playing conservative is not what you want to see as a fan. And this is an age where I think analytics should be more influential with your decisions on fourth down and, you know, going forward at certain times. And Joe Judge is not really that type of guy, unfortunately. So um, it is concerning going forward. I, I don't like having a conservative head coach, but that's more of a... Um, it's more of a discussion for another day. So, you know, we'll talk about Joe Judge in the future. But anyway, Devontae Smith was only held to two catches and 22 yards on four targets. I think James Bradbury had him for a lot of this game. So credit to Bradbury. Did not hear his name a lot, but that's definitely a good thing. So um, credit to him, of course. And, you know, on defense, there was also that play, I'm just thinking about it now, where Boston Scott scored a touchdown sometime right before halftime, and it was called a hold on, like, the guy that was replacing Jason Kelsey at center. So, um, yeah, once again, the Giants were bailed out a lot in this game. I must say, I'm not going to sit here and act like this was the greatest win ever because it wasn't. Um, it's great to beat Philly, of course, but the Giants have a lot of, like, stuff to fix because Philly played – 
about as bad as they could, and the Giants' offense was still not that great. So if that holding call did not happen, then, you know, Boston Scott puts them up at halftime, and this game could have been completely different. So just a lot of small things that you think about that happened in this game was a lot of just Philly beating themselves. And I'll take it, of course. That's how you want to, you know, that's not how you want to win, but, like, it's it's funnier when it's a team you hate that beats themselves. I, I think it is, it's funny, honestly. So, um, all right, for the defense as well. So Devontae Smith, yeah, he was on fire coming into this game. The Giants uh, held him to a very quiet day here. The Giants definitely had trouble stopping their run game. I talked about it. The Eagles were just on fire running the ball. Um, Jalen Hurts was 8 for 77 on the ground, almost 10 yards a carry. Boston Scott, the Giants killer, was 15 for 64. Miles Sanders was interesting because he did tweak his ankle, but he was looking really good. I'm surprised they did not play him more. Maybe it was the injury. He was 9 for 64, 7.1 per carry on the ground. So, yeah, the Giants defense had problems trying to stop the run today. That was really no surprise to me because we saw how bad they looked against Tampa against the run, and it was like, oh, this is another good Philly offensive line, and they could run the ball very well so I was kind of expecting that but um, it really just comes down to the interceptions and the fumble by Boston Scott that was the main difference in this game obviously so um, the Giants run defense has to get better I don't think Miami runs the ball that well I mean Miles uh, Miles Gaskin's a pretty good running back but their offensive line is not, not really that good for Miami they might be worse than ours honestly so um, that should get better next week hopefully and once again as I mentioned we saw a lot of Aaron Robinson I was impressed the third round rookie so um, we probably will see more of him going forward, whether it's in the slot or whether he has to fill in because Dory Jackson misses time. Hopefully not, but we'll see how that one transpires. But um, yeah, hopefully, you know, guys like Sterling Shepard come back next week and hopefully Kadarius Tony, of course, hopefully get like a full squad going forward because right now they're getting healthy. Like they're, they're actually like close to being like a hundred percent. Obviously you're not getting Blake Martinez back or anything like that, but um even Nick Gates actually but like still I mean for the most part guys that are still injured but have a chance to return should be returning soon especially offensively so getting those two receivers back should definitely help a lot and if Adoree Jackson's you know if he doesn't miss time that would be great so you know we'll find out what happens with him but yeah right now um, it's about getting healthy and it's about winning games the Giants are right now four and seven you can't really afford to lose many more of course now Phillies five and seven have a chance to catch them if you beat Miami next week and the Giants can hopefully get themselves in that playoff conversation I'm not going to get my hopes up yet I think this was a big win for them and their playoff hopes because if they lost this game that was probably it the season was over but now they've given themselves a little bit of hope and I'm not going to sit here and say they are going to make the playoffs that would be kind of dumb to say because the percentages are very low but at least the Giants now put themselves in a, in a spot where things could you know go their way if things do go their way if they win games they're not supposed to win down the stretch hey you never know so um, you know, we'll find out what happens uh, as, as the second half of the year goes on. But hey, you know, four and seven is not where you want to be. But this is kind of just how it is right now. And they have to finish strong. So if they can find a way to get to that eight win mark and just give themselves a chance, then, you know, we'll see. Hopefully they do even nine wins. Maybe we'll see. Anyway, um, that'll pretty much do it for the video. Not much else that I think is worth ta um, talking about. I'll just go over something real quick to make sure I didn't miss anything. That guy's name in the secondary, by the way, that I could not think about before. His name was Stephen Parker. I probably said Brandon Parker, but Stephen Parker was his name. Not Preston Parker, thank God. So um, there was that, and I think Graham Gano missed like a 51-yard field goal. Not the biggest you know, deal in the world. I think that was his second miss of the year, so not concerned about Gano. He's a stud, but yeah, that'll pretty much do it for the video. Hopefully you guys enjoy leaving the reaction, how you feel about this game I'm sure some people once again did not want to win but that's just how it is I mean it's always exciting to beat a division rival I will say because 
you know, Philly fans were on their high horse and they're like, oh, Jalen Hurts might be the future. We're hot right now, but the Giants put an end to it. So I'm happy to be that team to do it. So hopefully maybe they go into Miami next week and get a win. You know, they've been playing good football lately. I think Miami's won four in a row now. Some of them against not the best competition, but they did. They beat the Ravens on Thursday a few weeks ago, so that was impressive. But um, they got to beat Miami, so to keep the season alive, they got to keep winning, and hopefully they can find a way to do that. I'll have a preview video out for uh, for that on Friday or so, so we'll get to that. Anyway, hopefully you guys enjoyed this video, and I'll talk to you guys next time.